All right, we're doing it. Episode 513, No Laugh Track Podcast, here in Minneapolis, Minnesota at Acme Comedy Company, the best place on earth. Justin Severson is here, the host. I am here with Tim Slagle, who has been here many times. We've we've lost count. The internet can barely keep the uh, amount of files we have of the of the two of us <laughs> talking to each other. Okay, let's. I can I can do a rough estimate. So if this is episode five thirteen, that means you've been doing it almost ten years. Well, it's actually over because we had to miss some for COVID. Oh. So okay. yeah. So, so and if uh, uh, and so that means this is probably at least number 20 with me i'm thinking it, it's 19 or 20 yeah yeah uh-huh i didn't do an exact count 20 or more podcasts are more episodes than a lot of podcasts last these days absolutely absolutely so, yeah a little pat on the back for both of us huh yeah. for sticking around <laughs> i mean somebody out there's probably trying to get rid of us but we're uh, we're still here and that's what's important. So here we are. This is not the Crash and Burn Week. That's the last time we talked. This is the Tim Slagle headlining week at Acme. That's right. That's uh, right. I saw that you came in town a little early and did open mic last night. Is that right? I did. I uh, I, I had to. It's uh, uh, I wanted to wanted to see how it's going because because Acme is always I've always felt they have the best open mic night in the country. It just uh, the the civilian to comic ratio is excellent. They keep it right on time. There's, you know, no going over. It, and some of the some of the people that pop in to do sets are just some of the the, the best comics in the country. Yes, absolutely. And so it's, uh, uh, I always w- when I can, I always try to. I got a I got a big media week this week. It's uh, uh, promoting Crash and Burn already. Yeah. We're, we're starting to promote Crash and Burn already, and hopefully we'll get people to come out this year. It's the first <laughs> week of August right now when we're recording this, where you're doing your uh, headlining week at Acme, but Crash and Burn will be October 3rd through 7th. That's right. That's right. First week of October. I cannot tell you who the acts are. I'm really excited. It's going to be a very unique Crash and Burn. So if you're a big Crash and Burn fan, uh, you're gonna love. Not you're not gonna want to miss this one. Uh, if if you're not a Crash and Burn fan, you're gonna be introduced to one of the best. Uh, I, I think the most fun weeks in comedy in in the nation uh, with three of the most interesting acts. Yeah, I'm. Uh, the brief conversation we had before we started recording, and I was reminded that you start the week on a Tuesday, which normally at Acme is open mic. That week there will not be open mic. There will be crash and burn from tuesday through saturday i'm already looking forward to seeing the show tuesday i love coming that first night to see how it starts yeah it is, kind of, it is kind of an open mic it's just you don't get to get up on stage it's yeah just yeah. <laughs> yeah good point yeah me and my three buddies that's right <laughs> uh well i'm gonna t- i'm just gonna throw a guess out there you don't have to say yes or no i think your three people are robots doing ai material <laughs> I actually ha- uh, had AI. Did, did did you know this? What, did you find this out? I had AI try to find. Uh, uh, I don't know if I posted online. Oh no, I don't. I, I, I asked uh-uh, Chad no. GPT to to write a bit in the style of Tim Slagle. You did. Yes. And it's uh, what's the deal with payphones? Why do you have to put money to make a phone call? So Chat GPI thinks that Tim Slagle is very old and hack. <laughs> and hasn't changed his routine in 20 damn years. <laughs> that is wonderful. 
Uh, you know what? That is going to lead right into something that I... Uh, I actually might do that tonight. I might actually pull out... What the heck? I might pull out the bit that a chat GPT wrote for me and do it on stage tonight. What oh, you sh- why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, first, so we're... Uh, tonight will be your first night of the week. Yeah. Oh, yes, do it. Yeah, last night Last night was actually the first... I tried out a few bits that I was working on last night, and uh, they, they, they went pretty well. I don't know if the, the general uh, Acme audience is going to appreciate what the open mic audience appreciated, but... We'll see. Sure. How much? Uh, how much have you been performing? Uh, never as much as I'd like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> doing a lot of doing a lot of bar, bar shows and uh, corporate parties. And uh, I- I- if you'll note, I, uh, if you're li- if you're watching this, I I I actually have started preparing for the fall, where I might have to play Santa Claus. <laughs> I think I saw pictures where the beard was longer. Have you been trimming it already? You've been growing it so long? Yeah, I, I went. Uh, yeah, it got so long. I had to go to my hairdresser and said, "Make it, make it look good," because it uh, it got it got to be too much. It got, uh, you know, you know what I found in in you you you're a long time you're a long time facial hair guy. Sure. So oh yeah. I found myself doing this a lot, and and <laughs> and I couldn't stop. It was a nasty, nasty uh, habit, but I can't now. Oh, I can't, I can't be that. I can't. I'm stroking my beard for those of you who are wise, listening to this on audio. And, and it, uh, no, I did that professor look is not going to work for me. Yeah. You know, I, I've gone through, I think I don't even know what it would be, but I've gone through streaks of doing that where I've been called out. Like, stop touching your beard. You could ask my uh, two oldest daughters are here that you could they would be like, yeah, there was a time five years ago that we'd be like, Dad, stop touching your beard. It even went from that to like eyebrow where I would like pull on my eyebrow. I some reason have stopped. I don't know. Um, I had a friend that used to do that. I don't know why. When, when she would get nervous, she would do the full arm, would go over the head and around and grab the edge of the eyebrow. You, you been doing that too? Yes. You know, I almost think now, and as I'm talking about it out loud here, maybe it was because I've also been a long time doodler. Uh-huh. Like I need to, like I, I have a trouble sitting still, so it's always something. Yeah. So if it's not drawn circles and faces. Do you smoke? No. Did you ever smoke? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. But it's not anymore, thankfully. No, sir. Uh-huh. No, sir. That, uh-huh. you want, maybe, maybe that's it. Huh. The try, mo- the try, tr- you're lying to me trying to get the cheap life insurance, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you work for? That's funny. That's very, <laughs> that's very funny. So I thought, well, uh, that I have found everything on the internet about Tim Slagle, but if you dig deep enough, there are things that I have not seen. Uh-oh. And there's something... No, this is great. This is something that I... Uh, something I might not know. It, it's, uh, I, am not the, I am not on the Skidmore City Council. Well, oh, no. Nope. That's a different Tim <laughs> No, 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 nothing like that. No, okay. this is definitely you. Because... Uh, and I ended up watching it. This is a segment from a TV show called Comedy Club Network. Do you remember Comedy Club Showtime? Network? Showtime's Comedy Club Network. Is that online now? It is online, Tim Slagle. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, yes. And I <laughs> When's the last time you saw what I watched today? Oh my gosh. The, I, I have a copy of it on three quarter inch. I don't even know what you call that tape. I have no idea where to play it. I still have a copy of it, so I have not watched uh, Yikes. <laughs> So I want to get into that. For, uh, so for people that don't know, what what could you say about sh- it was on Showtime, right? Pay- it was on it was on Showtime. I I had my hair done special for the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. For the show, 
it was uh, it was the debut of the uh, Tim Slagle with the uh, leather jacket look. Yes, <laughs> that was the debut. Okay, I didn't know that. Interesting. I, well, it was the yeah, it was probably the 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 uh, uh, television debut. Okay. And that was probably '89. Am I right? I think yes. I b- I believe the date on the broadcast was '90. So yeah, '89, '90. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh huh. Zanies, Chicago. Yep, uh, Rosemont actually, the Rosemont Zanies, which has now uh, been torn down. It was an old ro- Red Lobster, and it's since been torn down. And uh, there's, a, I think, there's a hotel sitting there now. Interesting. So the that show, from what I, I mean, I only have seen. Like I found out about this just the other day, looking stuff up, and then I watched your episode this morning because I found it. It's they're on uh, Pluto TV, one of those free. Nope. Uh, free streaming apps, you know, where they, you know, yeah. they have all these movies, no, but no, the, the catch is, I think I have, I think I have the Pluto app. Yeah, they I have the commercials in them. Yeah, I've never done a Tim Slagle search on the Pluto app. Yes, Holy Toledo. we got season five, episode seven. Do you remember the names of the of the people that are on your episode? Oh, no, I do not. And I don't, and I should have taken the time to look them up and see where they are now. Bill McCarty. Does that name ring a bell at all? They weren't in the same. So the the show was, like, you know, on the episode I watched, it's three comedians, each recorded at different oh, okay. clubs okay. across the country. You were the only one at Zany's. The other one was, like, in Alaska, and then another one was at a different club. Bill McCarty? No, I don't remember who was on mine. And then Lori Callahan. Do you remember that name at all? I do remember that name. Yeah. I think, she, I think she's still out there. I think she's still. Bill McCarty I don't know about, but I think. I think Lori Callahan. I think she's worked here. Interesting. I think so. Her, uh, she had <laughs> part of her uh, <laughs> material was uh, <laughs> fat shaming women, which I thought was. Very <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 she didn't call it fat shaming women, did she? Because they didn't. Call no, it no, 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 they no, no, no. Call it that. Back no, then. no, no. But when she's talking about uh, there's something about the style of the day and the. Yeah. the pants women were wearing and if you look close you can see the dimples in their legs <laughs> i'm like this is a woman saying this who herself is a little not sure she's not slim so a little, uh, <laughs> very interesting stuff there oh. and um uh, tim slagle comes out you're all thinking nice haircut pal <laughs> Do you remember deliver, delivering that as your first line? Uh, I remember that that was that that was my first line for a while. Yeah. Uh, th- do I make the hairdresser politically incorrect hairdresser joke after that? You sure did. <laughs> that one. That one aced me out of the uh, uh, San Francisco comedy competition. It's it's I went I went into the uh, they have uh, they have they have three segments they have the the the, the cattle call. And, you know where they have like like 50 comics, and then they have then they narrow it down to 10, and then from there it goes to five, and then the the winner. Mm-hmm. And I got down, I got to the the 10, and I did that line, the hairdresser line, and there were two women who were probably dating from the alternative San Francisco alternative newspaper. And I, even though I killed on stage, I scored a zero for that <laughs> night. I was, I was like, uh, and it, let me tell you some of the names that were in the San Francisco comedy competition that I aced out to get into that final tent. Louis C.K., uh, uh, Greg Proops, Margaret Cho, uh, 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 Chris Titus. <laughs> it's, I mean, I was ahead. 
of all these, you know, people who are now superstars. Yeah. In that in that competition, because I was doing I was doing so well, and then I could not make up the deficit because they the, both the judges scored me a zero because of that line. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Did you keep it in your act after that? Uh, yeah, yeah, because I, I kept it in the act until I cut my hair. It, sure. Uh, uh, my haircut then wasn't much different than it is now, except that back then I was uh, uh, bleaching it white on the top, and now I'm dyeing it black. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it, it, it's not much, not much different at all as far as the haircut. But it, you know, that haircut eventually grew out. It went to the grunge look, and then it went to full dreadlocks. Right. And I can't remember, and I, well, I had to drop the line when I cut off the dreadlocks. Sure. But I don't know how if I had it during the while I was in dreadlocks. Probably not because dreadlocks look intentional. It's a, but when it was the grunge look. Good it's, point. It's I think I was still using the line. It's Good. A, it's a killer line. Good point. If you want to hear it word for word, you go to Pluto TV Comedy Club <laughs> Network. <laughs> Season 5, Episode 7. Uh, Tim follows it up, that line, but he uh, lights a cigarette on stage. Oh, man, it was, oh, it was, it was, it was fantastic. That I, I, I knew that that line would kill. I would, I would do the setup. I'd pop the cigarette in my mouth. I'd fumble for the matches. I'd hit the line, strike the match, light the cigarette, flick the ash off. And then the laughter would still be going at that point. Love it. And it would it it timed the joke perfectly. It just it it, it was it was an incredible device. When I quit when I quit smoking, uh, uh, so much for my life insurance. Um, <laughs> that was the hardest thing. Was was the, the not smoking wasn't a problem. It was retiming all my jokes and finding stuff to do with my hands. Interesting. Was, uh, yeah. Oh sure, sure I believe that. I believe that. Um, I want to do. <laughs> As a lifetime non-smoker, of course, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from data I've uh, collected, that uh, seems to make sense. Uh, so then, let's see. It was see. just a stage prop, by the way. It was absolutely just a stage. I never, re I never inhaled. We have no, we have no evidence of that either way. Uh, one of I got We got to talk about one of the other joke that you do in that set. It's about a dating site. Uh, you're talking about oh, there's a dating uh, site or some uh, dating where they're matching up people by the magazines they read. Do you remember this? I do not remember that. Oh, I do remember it now that you said it. Ta I mean, talk about a joke that like n wouldn't make sense to anyone now because who the f there are, are there even magazines anymore? <laughs> like there's like I mean, there's like two or three that even exist, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's I think there's a, there's a copy of GQ in every frat house in America was the was the was the follow-up line in that. And that didn't. Uh, I worked for a Greek society once. I, they, I was booked in, and they didn't. They didn't find that funny because <laughs> it was dead on. Sure, sure, sure. There were also jokes about George Bush's uh, daycare rebates, and then uh, oh, Ronald Reagan. It, this was the one you said. Oh, uh, Ronald oh, Reagan. Could, do you want? You want it? You want? Do it. Uh, you want the line? Yes. Spank me, dragon lady. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Reagan did something I could never do: sleep with Nancy. <laughs> that is Tim Tim Slagle, circa '89. Yeah, bent Go. over a weight bench. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. He had material from uh, yes, oh Barbara Bush, God, George. Is, 
1989. That's so funny. It's it, it, it's so it's it's so dated. I know comics. There was comics that I did my show with back in 1989. They're still doing their jokes. I can't do any of my jokes anymore. Tim, th- I, uh, you're you're. Thank you for saying that because you're absolutely leading into what I'm about to say next. Oh, okay. Because so this, you know, so I'm looking at. Uh, after I found out about this, I went to YouTube and was like, is there more? Who else can I watch that was on this, right? Uh, well, let me f- I went to YouTube looking for the show before I found it on Pluto TV. Okay, so then one of the ones I did find on YouTube was uh, from that sh- TV show, and it was Ron White, comedian Ron White, oh, wow. who still performs stand-up, s- sort of. I think he's like semi-retired. Here's the thing. So I went and started reading the comments about Ron White. Uh, proof that if you have a good joke, it'll work 30 years later. <laughs> Next comment. Still doing this joke 30 years later. <laughs> Another comment. Change this to .75 speed, and it sounds like Ron White does today. <laughs> so he was doing some of the same jokes, just talking faster. And then one more comment that I didn't do a screenshot of was something about basically what you have already said, too, that... Uh, you know, he be- when he be- when he hit big, he was known for what holding a drink in one hand and a like cigar or cigarette in the other. Yeah. In this set from 19, you know, around your time, arms at the side, super awkward, and that was some of the comments like, "Oh my God, he doesn't know what to do with his arms." <laughs> Crazy. He's he's at the he's waiting till after the show to have the drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Itching to get it. So, I I'm gonna spend more time going back to look at some of these because you know there's. Uh, uh, Chappelle was on this show, and tons of people that have made it huge sure. were on this. Um, so I'm going to go back and listen so to, to watch some, a bunch of those. Some that have wafted into obscurity like myself. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. <laughs> I wasn't saying there's that. A, there's, also, there's also an MTV uh, clip out there somewhere. I don't know if they're... Of you? Yeah. Was it the... Uh, was it, what was Half their show? Half-Hour Comedy Hour. Half-Hour Comedy Hour with Mario Joyner? Uh, no, it was... Uh, 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 what's his name? Um, uh, the guy in Shit's Creek, the mayor, the mayor, mayor shit. Not Chris Elliott. Chris no. Elliott. Yeah, Chris Elliott. Chris he was Elliott. Yeah, he hosted my my segment. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. that one is. I uh, now I have a yep. M- MTV half hour comedy hour, and it, it, it's kind of funny because I I, I noticed when when here uh, at Acme when they did the last comic standing auditions, they actually had someone going through the line with electrical tape looking for logos. Oh sure. And like if you have like a like a Nike swoop, sure, swoop or, or Mickey Mouse or something, yeah, or a Nike swoop on your T-shirt or something, they would put electrical tape over sure. it while you're waiting in line, so it, it was on the camera. Well, uh, there was a bar I was hanging out at in Chicago called the Exit, and th- it's still there. Uh, uh, and they 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 had a leather jacket giveaway nights, and I actually had one. Uh, I, I said, you know, if if I happen to have the winning ticket. I promise I'll wear that jacket on the next uh, uh, on the next TV spot I get. Nice. And it's I won that night. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this. It's a real nice jacket. I still have it. It's a Chicago police jacket, which is a real classic look. And on the back, uh, it has uh, a skull and crossbones, and it says "Exit Chicago." It looks like a biker patch. Oh and, wow! Uh, so uh, I I wore that on the MTV. Um, 
and and it's it's really funny because because I, I I turn around I turn around to like walk on stage and they do the thing where they follow the comic on stage yeah, yeah. and you can tell it's like the director is no zoom out zoom out because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go around making sure that the logos were uh, funny and uh, it's still but uh, the people at the bar the exit they they they, they recognize it right away and uh, and as I would have uh, young ladies coming up to me and going. You're the guy who wore the exit jacket on MTV. Well done, sir. Yeah. Do you got a free beer or two out of that, I bet? Oh, l- plenty. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. If you want to see the exit, uh, the Nine Inch Nails, uh, uh, Head Like a Hole, is that, I think that, that's the song? It is, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, the, uh, that was recorded at the exit. Oh, so cool. Uh, you, can, you can go and look at that. Oh, that's neat. Uh, so I took a uh, celebrity death really hard this week when P- Paul Rubens oh, died. I think we all did. I mean, I can't even compare it to another Mr. Rogers, but not. No, not because he was bec- bec- because Mr. Rogers even though he was a real real sweet nice guy, we all kind of grew out of him. And, and Pee-wee, Pee-wee was eternal. It was you could live you could enjoy Pee-wee from your childhood well into your adulthood. Right? And uh, it, it was it was a, he, one of those rare characters that can amuse all ages. And it's, uh, I've always aspired to do that in comedy. I've never even come close <laughs> to succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any chance you cross paths with him at any point? I never did. I, uh, uh, I, <laughs> I did lie about it once to, to impress a girl. But uh, what? Moment of shame. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? never crossed paths with Paul Rubens. Did so if you're if you're out there, if you're, uh, I'm sorry, honey. I, I lied to you. Did that lie work out for everybody? <laughs> I lied once. Let's just leave it there, okay? <laughs> I love it. Fair enough. It's, uh, I think. I think for me, that 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 the the, the, the uh, and this one stands out for everyone. When he was on the MTV Music Awards, and he came out, and this was like about a, a year or so after his downfall, and and at that point, everybody. I mean, it was the uh, uh, you know. What does Pee Wee have in common with uh, 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 what does what does uh, Abraham Lincoln have with the guy in the theater in front of Pee Wee? They both got shot in the head. You know, there were all these all these jokes, and it was just it was like it was like standard. Yeah. And and he came out there in his suit. He said, "So you heard any good jokes lately?" That's right. And it was just a moment, just of cultural awareness that that. He was in on the joke, and it, it was a confession. It was, hum, you know, humility, and it's. And then he comes back with, "So funny, I forgot to laugh." <laughs> <laughs> An absolute classic and, by yeah, him. Just a, just a moment that in my mind I, I'll never forget that. I couldn't get enough of the the other night. You know when. Uh, it was an, or the other day, but it was announced that that night I'm at home on my phone. I'm just like, I, all I wanted was just like, please, everybody keep sharing stories about him and like <laughs> these videos and these. I wanted to just get everything. Have you um, ever seen his Christmas special? Of course. I own it on DVD. <laughs> okay. Yes. A lot, of people, a lot of people didn't know that there was a Christmas special. Uh-huh. Just amazing uh, cast of guest stars. Mm-hmm. And, and the moment for me in that Christmas special was uh, – uh, 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 is that is that Peewee's talking to the Countess, and uh, Peewee's going. Uh, the Countess is a cow, by the way. That's right. And the cow is sitting, is sitting there, 
And uh, uh, and he goes, that's a nice bell you got there, Countess. And she he she goes, Jaja is going to be really jealous. <laughs> 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 and the next thing, Jaja Gabor comes in. Oh my God, Countess, where did you get that bell? And the other one, <laughs> and, and most of these references, probably, probably kids today don't even know who these references are. Uh, yeah, probably. But, 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 you know, from my era, these these were like huge celebrities. They were on all the talk shows. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were celebrities, you know, like the Kardashians. They were celebrities for being celebrities. Yes, absolutely. There's, there, there's one where it's uh, uh, it, it's like they someone they string up a pinata. For this is how we celebrate Christmas in my country, Pee Wee, and they string up a pinata. And they put on the blindfold and they give him a baseball bat. He goes, this feels so Mexican. All we need now is Sharo. And the next thing, Sharo comes in <laughs> with her guitar and starts playing Feliz Navidad while he's swinging the bat. But it's supposed to be at the pinata, but she's like, doesn't realize it because he's trying. <laughs> coochie, coochie, coo. He's trying Jeez. to clobber her. <laughs> He keeps missing. Love it. The pinata's way over here. He's not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he was so great. Uh, when he was on 30 Rock later in his career, w- that little character was amazing. But So I'm on, uh, I have the local TV news on, mistake number one the other night, and they get to the story of Paul Rubens passing away. Should have been the top story. It was like 15 oh, yeah. minutes in. Yeah. Uh but then they do it, and they're like, a, you, know, a, you know, actor, comedian, blah, blah, blah. You know, they give the good uh, description of Paul Rubens. And then they end it with, of course, got in trouble in 1991 at an adult theater. It's like, fuck it, why are you even mentioning it? Yeah. Fuck off. I, I yelled fuck off to my TV yeah. when they did that. It's like, you don't, why are you doing that? Uh, yeah. You don't have to mention it. No. Ugh. No. Got in trouble for doing an adult theater what people went into an adult de- theater for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry, that's how it, that's how people did it in that day. In mm-hmm. those days, they didn't have the internets. They didn't have uh, you go to a, a you, you go to a place and you 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 enjoy the the, the show and you, while you enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah, they they existed. Yep. Believe it or not, they actually exist. Yeah, so that uh, that, that yeah, drove you know, me nuts. Because back then we didn't have we didn't have the the the, the twenty five dollar massage shops that, uh, that that are very popular, like in Portland. <laughs> yes, no, that that is very true. <laughs> that is very true. So uh, I was thinking that today is the first time that you'll be performing in Minneapolis with pot legalized. Is it? I didn't know. Yes. It, 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 you know, pardon me. Um, it's so legal everywhere. It, it it shocks me more that 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 there are places where it's illegal than than finding out where it's legalized. Yeah. And it's uh, so. So is it? Uh, when did it? When did it pass? I didn't even know. Uh, yesterday, August first was the day oh, it wow. was legalized. So yeah, the vote was earlier this year, legal as of yesterday. There's one dispensary right now in the state of Minnesota oh. that you can that I you and I could go buy from right now, and it is over 200 miles from the Twin Cities. What? <laughs> it's, it's on an Indian reservation. Oh. Because they you know already had their own sure. rules about. So then they were already set up. They're open. That's the only one. Yeah, so they're saying not for another year or so will there be, uh, you know. So they must have started growing it there last year, right? Well, it, w- it was already uh, medicinal. Oh, okay. And now they just, like, medicinal okay, now everyone's welcome. Medicinal in, mi- in Minneapolis. The, uh, no, no, no. The, the 
the one on the reservation was medicinal, so they were already selling, you know, leaf right, and right. stuff. Was it was it medicinal legal in Minneapolis? Oh, uh, yes, but s- very, I mean, very few people had access to it. You go to the res for some Indian medicine. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, very, very limited. Like my wife has lupus, and that didn't qualify to get medicinal what? in Minnesota, which you would think it would. But she could go to the reservation. I probably, I mean, now. But uh, no, she was never, never okayed for it. It's just a in Minnesota's yeah, good thing. Yeah, but if you're on the Indian reservation, who, who you go to an Indian doctor. Which oh yeah. Is not the kind of Indian doctor that most people go to. Right. <laughs> it's like I just did last John Monday. Redcorn. That's right. <laughs> Doctor Palouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're absolutely right. So yeah, uh, but it made me think about oh, uh, you know, when you had your thing here with the smoking ban, which is sort of the opposite of that, where. Uh, smoking was allowed in here at one point, then it was taken away, and then Tim Slagle found a loophole oh, yeah. to let people smoke in the club here. Yeah, well, it's actually a line I do is when I left Michigan, you could, uh, you, could get, you could smoke in bars and go to jail for pot. And now it's the exact opposite. You <laughs> can smoke pot and go to jail for smoking in a bar. Isn't it wild? It's, uh, it's amazing that that happened. Yeah, well, I actually started doing it. I started doing it much, much earlier. It, it, it's because... Uh, um, is because this, the theater here, Acme, because it's such a closed space, would not allow smoking. It was a, it was a non-smoking theater, which, which is why the smoking ban was kind of annoying, is that you couldn't smoke in the restaurant, you couldn't smoke in the theater, you, you could smoke in the bar, and that was, that was it. And, it, you know, it, it, was, it was really good for the club because people wouldn't go. Now they go after the show, they go outside for a cigarette, and then they're gone. Whereas they would go into the club for a cigarette before, and they would buy some drink. They would into the bar for a cigarette, and they would buy some drinks while they were sitting there having a cigarette. You're right. So yeah. It's, uh, so it was never allowed. Smoking was never allowed in the theater. But I was a, I was a rebel early on, is because I you know you saw I had that prop cigarette. It was a candy cigarette <laughs> that uh, that I would that I would it was part of my act, and because of that I was allowed to do it. And then so I would invite people to come up on stage during my show. I would set up a table like right here and let people, if they wanted, uh, they could come and go and they could sit and they could have a cigarette while I would do my act where you were. And, uh, uh, and, and as, I, as I came back from, from every, every six months, people would know that and more and more people. And it got to the point where there was like, there was like a dozen people on stage here. And one person lit up a joint. Oh, we're in full circle here. And Lewis, yeah, Lewis came up to me after the show, and he goes, "So, I heard somebody lit up a joint on stage tonight." I go, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened." He goes, "I think that bit's hack now." (laughs) 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 Yes, sir, it is. I've never (laughs) heard that version. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. So that's yeah. That was that was like way, and that was like in the, the early you know years when I was working here. Um, and then you know, so so when uh, when the smoking ban came, I go, Lewis, can I do my hack bit again? And he goes, Yeah. And we had a we had a big event, and uh, you can find this on my YouTube page. Is that it actually made the local news? Yes, I, I watched it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, it's what we did was we uh, uh, we extended the stage. Out into the audience, we, uh, we 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 put up police tape, and, and uh, uh, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm going to. Is uh, Lewis thought there might be trouble that night because the Lung Association and several activist groups were going to protest the show, 
so he brought in Rich Miller as a little muscle to kind of, and, and it, it, we're sitting down and we're discussing how we're going to do it. And I said, yeah, we're going to put, uh, get some police tape and we're going to have the, the waitresses mark out the stage. He goes, I don't, I don't understand the idea of police tape. I go, it's for effect, Rich. <laughs> and sure enough, it, it's ma that's on the news is the waitresses putting up the police tape around the room. I remember. I've, I've watched that in the last year or so, yes. Yeah, and, and so, so the stage became like, like most, of, most of the room. And uh, I, all I still remember from that night when everybody lit up, and it, it got so smoky in here, and I, I had a big fat cigar uh, that I lit up, and, and I, I got dizzy. I almost. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, I almost, I almost went down. But and it was, it was, it made the news, and um, and you know, I said, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little improv theater right here. It, it, it's, it's that we're breaking the fourth wall, and we're going to call this production. Smoking in a nightclub. <laughs> Very creative. And uh, it actually, for for a little while there, because the, the the way the law was written is that smoking as part of a performance would still be permitted. Right. And uh, so what was happening was bars all over the state started saw this and started hosting improv nights. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I actually started a little trend. It was uh, 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 until the legislature's going, we're going to have to fix that law. <laughs> it's like, there shall be no smoking and improv performances. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Finding a loophole is just, it's, oh, that's just the best. Yeah, that is absolutely the best. <laughs> have you, uh, is there another stunt like that that you have, uh, I mean, come on. Bef uh, before, you, you know, you you at some point, you got to bring out another one. You, yeah, you think. I, I, I look back, and yeah, there's been there, there's been several stunts, and uh, some of them I won't even talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis is actually saying, "Goes, you got tape of that somewhere." I go, "Yeah, I don't think, I don't think the, I don't think the world's ready for that one, Lewis." <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you what it is. I, I, if you do an, if you do an in-depth research dive again on Slaggle, you might be able to find it. But okay, I'm all right. I just got a uh, text message from, so yesterday my wife, uh, she goes, hey, do you want to buy me a tattoo for my birthday? Huh? I go, what? Which, okay, so first of all, I always want a suggestion because when we first met, I was really good at buying gifts, creative, thoughtful gifts, and I think that helped me win her over. Since then, I've, I admit I've completely given up and I'm not good at it anymore. I love the suggestion. Because you don't have to be. Thank you. <laughs> so I love the suggestions, right? But this one was sort of forced on me because she's like, and then I got the full story. Well, my friend already made us an appointment, and it's tomorrow. This was today. Yeah. She's like, my, we're, we're, we're going to go tomorrow and get these tattoos if you buy it for me for my birthday. I'm like, oh, so I pretty much have to buy this for you. for your. I didn't really have it. Did I really have a choice? I didn't really have a choice. The appointment was made. And her birthday's coming up. Just because just, just you're not clever enough there. Yeah. What you do is you get a nice velvet box about the size of a tennis bracelet and go, okay, I'll, I'll take this back. Brilliant. <laughs> Except her anniversary is uh, coming up in a few months. She might go, well, just, just keep it for that. So uh, this morning before she left to get this tattoo, I gave her a credit card, and I didn't know how much she was going to be spending. Oh, you just got the text? I just got the text. It's a no. Half that, basically, one hundred sixty-five dollars. 
this out in a public place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she went to some place, and I, now I can. Uh, they wanted me to review. It says, let uh, the tattoo place know how your experience was. Because she gave them my email because it was my credit card. Should I give them a thumbs up here? But know. anyway, 165 So I just found out how much I just spent on her birthday. Yeah, I, I was thinking more. So I'm that's, not, that's not bad. No, I'm okay with this. But maybe this now this means I'm going to have to show up with something else. <laughs> I don't know. I have... I have Hopefully just keep her away from this podcast. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't listened since 2012. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Please. She hasn't listened since 2012. Uh, final question for you, sir. Whose cocaine was in the White House? We know. <laughs> I mean, come on. Good God. I don't know who was it that said the fact uh, that they, they, they say they don't know means... That we all know. Yeah, it's uh, and, and and I think I actually think that that's 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 part of the reason why uh, the judge kind of. Uh, I mean, he was supposed to go. He was supposed Hunter. We're talking about Hunter. In case you don't know, <laughs> Hunter Biden is a crackhead, and he's been taking bribes from foreign governments in by selling access for his dad. And this uh, is a highly impeachable offense. There is full evidence of all of this. Don't believe what mainstream media is telling you. Anyway, Hunter Biden <laughs> there you go. was supposed to go into court and plead guilty to uh, misdemeanors, which normally would be prosecuted as severe penalties, and he would have to do jail time for the, the, the three things that he violated. But the, 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 the prosecution had negotiated a plea deal where he just would have probation, and uh, the judge, the judge just he went in there and just just tore it apart. Just, and I think it was because the judge doesn't just watch CBS News. <laughs> 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 I think I think the <laughs> judge looks at a lot of news sources, so I think the judge was aware of many things that the judge was aware that it was a sweetheart deal was aware that there were whistleblowers saying, no, we wanted to put him in prison, that was aware of uh, the fact that there was cocaine found in the White House. So first she said, uh, number one, I'm not, uh, not going to go, go, go on this uh, sweeping immunity deal that you guys snuck in there. Uh, and number two, uh, you're going to have to show up for regular drug tests. I saw that. Which, uh, which you know what that means is a uh, secret service is going to have to be peeing in cups for him. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's the right temp. <laughs> well, no, the secret service goes in with them. Oh, there you and go. It, yeah, it, sure. It, it's pretty much. It's like, uh, okay, here's the cup. Here's the cup, Hunter. Well, I can't go in there alone. There might be a terrorist or something. It's Keep like, me safe in there. Yeah, That's right. yeah of course. The secret service goes in there with them. Okay, you know the drill, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I got secret service with me. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Well, I don't know, Tim, because I read uh, multiple sources that are saying they did a really thorough investigation, and it was a dead end. So yeah, no fingerprints. No fingerprints. No fingerprints. No, no DNA. D no DNA on the rolled-up dollar <laughs> bill that was next to it. <laughs> is that? <laughs> Please. Is that a nose hair? <laughs> Get that out of here. <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you, Tim. 
Thank you so much for listening to No Laugh Track Podcast, the show with a new comedian headliner every single week with me, the host, Justin Severson. The show is produced in the heart of Minneapolis's North Loop neighborhood at the legendary Acme Comedy Club. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and watch the video version on our official No Laugh Track YouTube channel. Wherever you are enjoying the pod, remember, drop a like, leave a review, and please tell your friends about the show. And most importantly, come to Acme and see my show in person.